0: Welcome to the Launch University podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, Kevin Jennings. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, and welcome to episode 53 of the Launch University Podcast. Wherever you are right now, I hope you're enjoying some quality time with family and friends. Maybe you're stealing away a moment on Thanksgiving Day just to recharge alone, or maybe you're driving around right now as you are enjoying shopping experiences, buying gifts, or maybe you're on the road trip back home. Wherever you are, I want to thank you for the opportunity to let me and the rest of the Launch University team join you for the holiday festivities. Well, we have a fantastic show for you today, but before we jump into that, I want to welcome any first-time listeners. For those who are new to the podcast, I want to let you know what this podcast is all about. Here on the Launch University podcast, we help you turn good intentions into reality in your career business and life and then we help you sustain it Uh, because at the end of the day we believe that go-getters are always launching something in life whether it's a career a product or an idea but oftentimes we get stuck in the uncertainty of the next step and we just don't have a clear game plan for how to make it all happen so here at launch university we help go-getters like you become difference makers by introducing practices principles and a proven process to get ideas off the ground. And each week we do that here by digging into the story of another launcher and them giving us a behind the scenes look on what they did to get their idea off the ground. And hopefully over time we're going to develop a fantastic library to help you say, hey, you know what, maybe I'm not like that person, but I'm like this person, or, or this idea is a little bit like my idea, or this industry is in the same field, and maybe I can learn something from another launcher that will give my idea a better chance to succeed. But we're doing something a little bit different today because we're not going to hear from just one launcher and hear their story. We've actually gone back through our first 50 or so episodes and pulled out just a few, just a few of our favorite pieces of wisdom to form our first best of episode. That's right. So if you're new to this podcast, you are going to get a fantastic taste of, of what we do, a chance to kind of sample a few of the conversations we've had to understand the things we do here on the Launch University podcast. And if you're a long-time listener, we're going to refresh your memory maybe dig out some of those nuggets to kind of put that back top of mind as you enter into a season of preparation for 2018. So hopefully this is going to be timely for you no matter how long you've been uh, a part of the Launch University community. So allow me a moment to just walk you through the lineup of fantastic launchers and leaders that you're going to be hearing from today. So up first, you'll be hearing from Clay Scroggins. So Clay first appeared on this podcast on episode 41, where Jeff and Shane, um, Jeff Henderson and Shane Benson, two other mentors on the Launch University team, sat down with Clay to discuss some ideas from his book, How to Lead When You're Not in Charge. And and for those who don't know Clay, Clay is an author of that book, but he's also the lead pastor of North Point. Community Church in Alpharetta, Georgia, and he lives out in Forsyth County with his wife, Jenny, and their four lively children, Lucy, Jake, Sally, and Cooper. So Clay will be talking to us about critical thinking and what it means to, in any situation to stop and ask yourself, how can I add value? And then you'll be hearing from a, another fantastic person, Erin Eddy, who was one of our early guests back on episode three and four of the podcast, when we talked to her about how to use business to build community, and also how we can leverage social media to build an online family around what we do. So she is a fantastic person. As a matter of fact, she's one of my favorite people in the entire world. Whenever I'm around her, there is a light and energy in the room that everyone benefits from. I mean, her. Her spirit, her smile, her, her energy, it is just contagious for everyone who's around her. And so Jeff and I actually had a chance to sit down with her and have this conversation. If you don't know who Erin Eddy is, she is a social entrepreneur, a speaker, and an art director. And she's the founder of So Worth Loving, a lifestyle clothing brand. And since 2011, Erin has grown so worth loving into a notable company that has sold to all 50 states, 30 countries, and has a social media presence of over 100,000 followers. Uh, They've been featured in CNN, MSNBC, Mashable, Southern Living, Atlanta Magazine, um, all over the place. And today you'll be hearing from her about that idea of growing community and using it to support and uplift others. And then you'll have a chance to hear from the other two amazing mentors on the Launch University team, Shane Benson and David Farmer. Uh, Actually, I want to give a shout out to Shane because he recently completed an Ironman. And uh, if you want to hear all about that experience and really how it connects to principles and values of a launcher, Shane will actually be discussing that on next week's podcast with David. So tune in next week as you can kind of hear Shane unpack uh, that experience for all of us. But on episode 24, Shane and David discussed their trip to one of the biggest conferences in the country, South by Southwest. So they made the trip from from Georgia out to Austin, Texas, so they could up to date on some of the industry trends and meet with fellow creators in the digital space and even find some ideas and inspiration for their roles back at Chick-fil-A. And lucky for us, after they got back home, they took a moment to unpack some of the lessons they learned about personal branding. So you're gonna have a chance to hear from both of them about their experience. But I don't want to make an assumption that you just know who they are. Uh, Shane is uh, formerly the VP of Customer Experience at Chick-fil-A. That was a team that was behind the launch of the Chick-fil-A One app, the mobile ordering app. But he's also currently one of the leaders of the Operator Support Team. That's the team that comes around and, Champions the needs and desires of the owner operators all around the country. And David is currently the VP of menu strategy and development at Chick-fil-A. So his team is responsible for the actual food on the the menu all around the country. But he previously also helped launch the innovation practice at Chick-fil-A. And I like to think of David and really all of us as entrepreneurs, people who have learned how to innovate and, and bring new ideas to life within the context of an organization. Well, David and Shane, they're going to be talking to you about personal branding, about how you are thinking about your reputation and how you present yourself to others because your personal brand is both your stamp and your shadow it's a stamp in the sense that it brings your unique touch to whatever you do but it's also your shadow in that it comes before it kind of follows you around wherever you go and so they're going to unpack that idea some more for you and give you some tips on how you can be conscious of your personal brand then we'll hear from jan smith Jan Smith, or or Mama Jan as people call her, appeared on episode 31 with Jeff, and they discussed what it means to dream big, be honest, and stay humble. For those who aren't familiar with Jan Smith, she is a singer, a songwriter, and a renowned vocal coach for celebrity musicians out of Atlanta, Georgia. She's Grammy-nominated, and she's the founder of Jan Smith Studios. Uh, She's worked with a few people you may know, people like Justin Bieber, Usher and the band Perry. And so today she'll be talking to us about what it means to replicate and delegate so you can allow your business to grow beyond you. So you want to make sure you hear that because if you are in that critical stage, like I am right now, my personal life, um, where the business is is really just beyond you, you have to figure out how to do that. And I know that there's some wisdom there for me as well about how I can better delegate to grow uh, my business as well. And lastly, we're going to hear from just Miller, who appeared on episode 27, and he talked to David about how to channel your passion to change the world. So that'll that'll be how we're going to end this episode, because at the end of the day, let's be honest, if you're a launcher, there's probably some passion that's driving you more than profit. And and there's a way we can use that energy, use that excitement, use that conviction to change the world around us through what we are doing, through what we're creating. Uh, Justin co-founded a, an organization called Care for AIDS while he was a junior at Vanderbilt University uh, in, in Nashville, Tennessee, my hometown. And so before he was even a Full-time college student, he had already raised over a quarter of a million dollars to operate four centers in Kenya for men and women living with HIV and AIDS. So now, as the executive director of that organization, he resides in Atlanta, Georgia, with his wife Lindsay. And so, we want you to make sure you listen in for that because one thing Justin shares with us is something we we often forget to think about, and that is our passion can drive us to work long hours. Our passion can drive of us to give a lot of ourselves to our idea. But guess what? If we allow our passion to run us and run everything as as it pertains to us developing our idea, we might forget about ourselves. We might put our passion before our personal care. And he actually helps us keep that in perspective with some ideas on how we can make sure our passion doesn't actually lead to us burning ourselves out. So tune into that. Um, so I've talked long enough, but I, I just wanted to make sure I set you up for this awesome journey if we take you through some of the best of the Launch University podcast thus far. A best of the first 50 or so episodes from Launch University. So
1: let's kick this thing off. Well, to me, uh, thinking critically is a, it's a skill that's developable. You know, if if you feel like you're not great at it today, uh, if you're not great at finding ways to add value, then you can get better at that. And that's what I like most about it is that you really can you can, you can sharpen the skill. Some people are natural. Jeff, I feel like you naturally, when I sit in meetings with you, everybody's staring at a wall going, what color should we paint it? Jeff comes in and goes, should the wall even be there? And everybody goes, whoa, mind blown, like we need to change directions. You just naturally think of how to add value. Not everyone naturally does that, but I really believe it's a skill that you can develop. You can get better at it. And, and how, how would you, let me just take a yep. pause there.
2: For those listeners out there or maybe folks that you're coaching, how do you coach to that? Like
1: what is a way – if I don't feel like I have that skill – how would you coach somebody to go out and get it? Well, the first thing I would say is you got to find you got to make room for it, and most mm-hmm. people don't have space in their calendar for it. Uh, mm-hmm. When I was um, when I was in my previous role, I was a campus pastor at one of our other campuses, and I made no margin in my life for thinking critically. There was no time in my day. I, I showed up at work five minutes before my first meeting started, and I went wall to wall with meetings all day, and then I went home, and I never made space for me to sit down at a desk with an open notepad and say, what am I working on today? What am I, how am I going to add value? What meetings do I have today? How am I going to be more prepared for them? Um, Even making space in my meetings, that's been one of the best things for me is I've quit trying to stack my meetings right on top of each other. And instead, I've tried to make space in between them. And I'm an efficiency guy. I want to soak the most progress out of the day. But I've just learned that I've got to have 30 minutes in between a meeting. I've got to have a meeting end, and I need to take a walk and let my brain clear. I need to pr- process what just happened, and I need to think through what's about to happen so that I can actually add value and be able to think critically to whatever the situation is. I mean, it's why most of our best ideas come in the shower mm-hmm. because you can't get on your phone. I, you're I heard the a quote
2: uh, years ago, but it talked about creativity is simply – somebody spending a little bit more time thinking about something than somebody else. That's all it is. So this idea of of creating margins where you can process conversations, direction, strategy, creativity, wherever that is, is really the premise.
3: Well, I think the biggest thing that a lot of people that own their own businesses think about with social media, I think they They start acting as a megaphone instead of engaging. Mm. And I think the biggest thing that you can do, if you truly believe in what you've created, figure out how to connect it to the people that want to engage and actually engage with them was so worth loving and how it got started. It was very story based. I mean, we told people stories and within that people wanted to spread the message about what we believe in. And that's self-worth and self-love and self-care. So I think if companies can really hone in on what is, what are the few things that I want my community to believe in and then how can I actively engage with them instead of be a loud megaphone and just talk at them, talk with them.
4: When you talk about personal brand, I do think a session that we had with Eric Qualman, who has written a lot about social media, that was a really helpful meeting. And um, he is an expert on social media. You can find books he's written on everything from LinkedIn. He's got one title that we really love, uh, What Happens in Vegas Stays on YouTube. It's really good. (laughs) That's a good book title. And he shared with us about how as leaders, as launchers, as uh, business folks, even just personally, we can use so many of the social media tools that are emerging in a productive way. And just a, a couple of themes that he hit on, um, he feels like generally people talk about themselves just way too much. And what folks really want to see is 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 they want to see you celebrate others via your own social media. And I think that can have application whether you're approaching social media as an individual or your brand or product. And we even talk about that. Shane and I are both part of Chick-fil-A, and we talk about how we have to celebrate the customer as a hero, not just celebrate ourselves when we do uh, Chick-fil-A messages.
2: He talked about even a simple way to do that, which is for every tweet that you send out or Instagram post that's about yourself or something about your person, think about sending three that are about the customer. Think about sending three that make the customer the hero, so to speak. So almost use this ratio of, of three to one for every one thing you're going to talk about your own brand. Talk about other people three three of the additional times.
4: Yep. And, you know, this can have application whether it's via social media or not, but we happen to focus a little bit on social media. He also uh, gave us a word I'd not heard before, and the word was flossom. That was great. Yep, which is obviously a combination of being flawed and awesome all wrapped up in one big package. And he's said people don't want this fake, highly curated version of what your life might look like that doesn't feel real uh, it's great when you have something cool that's happened or a place you've been or somebody you've met an experience you've had that you want to celebrate, but you got to keep it real as well yeah,
2: you talked about you know this meshing of humility and transparency. be open to your consumer and your actually your audience about some of your flaws and be open about that it's not always that picture perfect instagram post because no. everybody knows that just isn't true.
4: <laughs> yeah. We all have stuff in our lives. Let's don't be afraid to talk about it. And that actually makes an individual as a leader or a brand feel uh, more approachable and realistic and somebody you you kind of want to engage with. He said take folks behind the scenes. Mm. So open up a little bit. And I think that's true, again, regardless of what kind of channel you're using. But if you're using a social media tool, let them see what's going on in your life or your business uh, behind the scenes. And
2: there's some great tools to do that. He talked about things like, you know, again, Instagram, Facebook Live is a great new tool to be able to leverage, you know, what's actually going in and behind the scenes when you're, you know, actually innovating on an idea or talking about it, your customer actually is interested in that, and it kind of shows some of the transparency in your business. I thought that was really good. A couple other things he referenced.
4: Um, We all have a digital stamp, and he said that's the content that we post about ourselves, But whether you realize it or not, you have a digital shadow, and that's what others are posting about you. And that could be really true about a brand. And those that do it well track the shadow and try to engage in those that are leaving feedback in some sort of meaningful conversation, hopefully a positive conversation. It's really good. And then I also want to get into how you actually coach, when you coach clients, mm-hmm. what are some principles that you could use? Because there, there are entrepreneurs right now that the whole business is on them. Mm-hmm. They've got to replicate themselves mm-hmm. and then they've got to coach people to do what they can do. Mm-hmm. So let's start first with replicating yourself.
5: You know what? I, that happened out of necessity. Mm-hmm. I I literally, I I was working as a psychologist full-time, and then I went part-time, sold my house, moved into an attic, (laughs) um, so that I could, you know, go kind of try this, you know, Mm self-employment thing, outside of being just a regular musician playing in clubs, but but okay, people are going to pay me for a service now, and I didn't know what I was doing as a businesswoman, I just was, you know, doing it, Mm -hmm. and um, Heidi was one of my clients, she was very good and skilled uh, vocally and, and had a degree in fine arts, and, you know, she needed a job, too, and I, I said, you know, do you want to, you want to try this? Mm-hmm. She had already had my hand on her, and so I felt comfortable that she had enough of the, um, the ideology of, of, you know, the Mama Jan thing, which I wasn't even call Mama Jan at that point, mm-hmm. but she had enough of the vernacular to be able to, to take on some clients, and so really it was just out of necessity for her and for me, and then it grew into a, a partnership there, and then it just continued to multiply. So it became evident that I was going to have to train somebody else, mm-hmm. which I did. Mm-hmm. Most of the people that I've trained have been clients of mine and or done mentorships with me very directly.
4: So they kind of have been through the process and know how mm-hmm. you, and are learning from you mm-hmm. as you coach them.
5: thought that was very important for the people who wanted to come in, and, and I, I literally couldn't see them. But the and I don't mean this in a in a bad way, the next best thing. My staff are all, in their own right, excellent coaches, and, and some of them skilled very specifically in ways that I'm not. We have a great, um, I call it the melting pot. We have a very good culture, mm-hmm. uh, and and unusually so. And my staff, uh, most of them are very loyal, have been for, you know, uh, some of them 15 to 17 years. They get paid well, and, and, and that's okay with me mm-hmm. to sh- allow them to, to you know, to flourish and to grow and to enjoy the economic success as well. So, that's really that's really the the nuts and bolts of how mm-hmm. I do it. But we've gotten a little bit more organized in the criteria now, mm-hmm. and the staff I've you know have had input into that process. Mm-hmm. And there are definitely Mama Janisms that we want to make sure that carry right. across now from from a brand perspective. Sure. But um, just out of necessity, mm-hmm. we what we had to do.
6: Well, I meant more from a, a personal standpoint, yeah. Uh, because there's there's a lot of people that want that imagine their launch being a, a a launch and then a quick exit, and and there are some organizations that that go that trajectory, but a lot of times you're entering into something that is you're going to be in it for the long haul, uh, as I have, and I'm, I'm amazed today. I'm so thankful that I'm 10 years into this, and I feel. as as energized and passionate about the work as I did on day one. But there are a lot of entrepreneurs that they don't look at their own self-care in the right way to know, hey, can I meet the demands of this? Because it is going to be a challenging road. And that's part of the joy of being an entrepreneur. It's part of the fun in it. Uh, I've heard someone say that, Entrepreneurs—the only people that'll work eighty hours a week to avoid working forty—that's good. And I love that idea. But we we do have so many demands on us, and I think—and maybe you didn't even know they just worked eighty hours too. <laughs> right? Exactly. It's just they lost track of that time. But I believe no venture and no enterprise is as important as the the person themselves and their other responsibilities they wear. Uh, they have as, such as a marriage or being a parent and. This is just a very, it's an important work, but it's not the most important work. And I have to remember, as I'm thinking about saving lives in Kenya, I mean, what could be more important than that? But that my first responsibility is is to my family, to my own personal health, so I can sustain for the long the long haul. And, and that's my goal for the next 40 years. Is I want to be uh, fit to, to be able to lead, whether it's care for AIDS or something else for the long haul. And I think we can come out of the gates too fast uh, in a launch and just completely uh, burn out or we want to scale too quickly. And scale is not bad. Uh, and there's times when we need to, to scale quickly. But the disciplined growth that we've had at Care for AIDS has been really, really beneficial to us. And it's allowed us to build a strong culture, to build the right systems. And so, i just would say you know as an entrepreneur to to look to look at themselves and say uh, am i am i ready and as, when you start something you uh, as i did you start with kind of this uh, i believe a lot of times this kind of uninformed like optimism about What it is, and then at some time, some point, pretty soon after that, you realize that you enter this period of informed pessimism, where you realize how hard it's really going to be. And so, I, I would never discourage anybody from launching, but just are you have you counted the cost of what this is going to take, and are you prepared personally to 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 manage the demands of that?
0: Well, I am so happy that we had a chance to do that for you today, that you got a chance to check in and hear from amazing people like Clay Scroggins, Aaron, Eddie, Jan Smith, David, Shane, Jeff, and Justin Miller. Um, It's a pleasure for us to do this for you all. And I can honestly say that David, Jeff, Shane, and I do this because we love You, and we believe that you are more than a go-getter. You have the potential to become a difference maker wherever you go, and that's what we care about. We care about helping your ideas get off the ground because, because we believe that when your ideas come into the world, that they are going to impact the life of someone else on the other end, and we want to help be a part of that. So if you've enjoyed this episode, then you will likely enjoy this podcast. So subscribe to this podcast. You can find it on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher Radio, on TuneIn. So there are some fantastic outlets where you can just say, I can put this on my phone and every single week as new episodes are released, it will come straight to your phone, straight to your computer whenever you connect to your internet. Um, And then you can rate and review this show. Like I said, we want to hear from you. This is a community and for us, it's about how we do our part to make sure you get what you need so that you can turn your good intentions into reality. So let us know what you think. Go on iTunes, rate and review the show. It's also how we get this show in front of other people, Uh, iTunes, Google Play, etc. They actually look at the ratings and when a podcast has higher ratings, they put it in front of more people. So we would appreciate your support in that way. Lastly, Show Notes, if you want to dig into these episodes further, we've done you the service of writing up summaries of every single episode. That's right. When you're listening on the car, if you're growing on the go, as we say, then you don't have to worry about taking the notes down. We've done that for you. So you can find key takeaways of every single episode on launch. University.com. That's Y-O-U University, right? Because we're putting the U back in university. So launch you, launch yourself. Go to launchyou.net, and you'll find access to everything we've put out thus far. And the last thing we'd love for you to do is share with a friend. If you know there's someone in your life who has an idea that they've been sitting on, and you know they need to be inspired, encouraged, and empowered, send them over to launchyou.net as well, because it has access to our blog, and and it will also soon have access to some incredible other resources that we are developing for you right now. So lastly, I want to thank every single guest who's ever been on this podcast. Without you, this is not possible. Your wisdom, your contribution, your time makes this podcast possible. Thank you, the listener, the launcher, who's made the decision to invest in him or herself, in your idea, because you've made a powerful decision that most people overlook. You've made the decision to To no longer launch alone. And we are so grateful that we have an opportunity to be a part of your story as a launcher. And I want to give a shout out to my friends, my teammates, David Farmer, Shane Benson, and Jeff Henderson. I love you guys, and it's been an honor to be a part of this so far with you. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Thank you to the team that helps make this podcast possible. We are grateful for you on this Thanksgiving day. Uh, Kyle Cummings uh, from my podcast editor. Thank you for your hard work on this. Uh, Joanna Easley. Uh, Julianne, Kim, Cherry, Mayola, um, Emily Lang, Kendall Grubb of Junction32, my team. I'm super grateful for you guys as well. And we're thankful for the contributions you've made to make this possible. And the newest member of the Launch University team, Aaron Johnson. Thank you for your contributions. All of you are helping launchers all over the world, all over the country, um, be more successful. And we know at the end of the day, the world will be better because of it. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Um, It's been an honor to be here with you today. I wish all of you the best. And we look forward to having you here next week as we hear from Shane Benson about his story about competing in the Ironman and what we can all learn from that as we move forward to launch our ideas in 2018.
3: Thanks for listening to the Launch University podcast. We hope it's helped you move from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and
0: leave a review. For more helpful resources, visit launchuniversity.com.